You know, for a long time, I meant to try Pete's coffee, but just never gave it a chance. But ever since I did, I have a hard time settling on anything less. And there's something to say about a coffee company with such rich history and devotion to bring you that perfect brew. Since Alfred Pete opened his first coffee bar in 1966, Pete's has selectively sourced the finest beans in the world, carefully calibrating each roast by hand and crafting each beverage with the utmost care. Pete's aims to produce fresh from the roaster's coffee delivered directly to your door, sourcing the top 1% of coffee beans, roasted by hand to unlock each bean's potential, and delivering it to you fresh to bring you the perfect cup. With over 30 flavor varieties in both gourmet coffees and teas, like Vietnam Lotus Bold, Major Dickinson's Blend, and Arabian Mocha Java, you are sure to find the right flavor to start your day. And they even come in K-Cups for those of you who live life on the go. Check out all the varieties of Pete's has to offer by following the link in the show notes below. And starting August 30th, you can take advantage of their Labor Day sale and get yourself 20% off anything on their site by using promo code LABORDAY20 at checkout. This offer is valid through September 5th. That's promo code LABORDAY20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase this Labor Day. But why not do one better? Use promo code NEWSUB30 at checkout and you get yourself 30% off of a new subscription to Pete's Coffee. That's right. All the delicious coffee you could want delivered right to your door each and every month without you ever having to worry about running low. What more could you ever need? That's promo code NEWSUB30 for 30% off your subscription. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Grindhouse, where we drink coffee and talk about movies. My name is Leah Diana, and today with my boyfriend and co-host, Sean Tedro, we will be winding back the reels to 1996. A father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one. In Jingle All the Way. Merry Christmas, everybody. Let's get into this. Every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have. I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move, and the rocking roaring jetpack, and the boomerang shooter. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare. I'll get that toy. I promise. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute, I would say. Especially on Christmas Eve. Christmas spirit. The last one just left. Now, it's two fathers. This is war. One mission. Oh, poor baby. 
baby. <laughs> and every man for himself. I think maybe, you know, we could join up as a team. You know, like, like Starskin Hutch. We're well, late delivery of Turbo Man at Toy Works. Let's go. Is there a problem, officer? <laughs> you can never do too much to make a child's Christmas magical. Hey, buddy. <laughs> From the director of Mrs. Doubtfire. You want a Turbo Man for Christmas? Forget it. I'm not going to sit in your lap. Tony, show him. That was taken this morning. And from the director of the Flintstones. Don't open that up. No, no, no. Of course, there's uh, some assembly required. You know what you guys are? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad. I work for the post office and I'm unstable. Tell him. This man is totally insane. Thank you. Christmas comes, but once a year. No! Jingle all the way. You picked the wrong day. Spread the word, you dirty cocksuckers. Tell all your grave robbing friends I want them out of the city now! The nightmare of insane murder. Depths of hell. Sean, do you remember what Christmas in the 90s was like? Uh, I vaguely. I was a child of the 90s. I was born in the 80s, child in the 90s. Between the years 1990, I was five, and 1999, I was 14 years old. So my bulk of my childhood was the 90s. I remember the Toys R Us big book that came in November. Oh, I remember that. And you circled probably 90% of that book. I remember every single commercial being absolutely ridiculously hype and geared towards every kid. Every commercial. Did not matter if it was Cartoon Network. Disney Channel, when they still had, like, commercials back on Disney Channel, it was weird. Um, ABC, NBC, CBS, all the big ones. Do they no longer have commercials on Disney Channel? Disney, well, I in the last couple of years, like, Disney only had Disney commercials. Oh. But, like, I don't remember them advertising, like, creepy crawlers or, like, the latest Barbie. Like, I don't remember. Easy bake ovens. It was easy and all bake that. ovens. Moon shoes. Moon shoes. <laughs> um, oh, God. This, this movie just pulled all the nostalgia. But I remember being that kid who, be honest, we grew up poor. I knew it. We had a very modest duplex that we lived with other people at. And it was myself. At this time, in 1996, it was myself, my father, my mother, my brother, and my sister. My brother was three. My sister was two (laughs) when this movie came out. I remember watching this movie. Very, very, very vaguely. But I remember that my parents always made sure we had ridiculous Christmases. We always got what we wanted for Christmas. And this movie, like, now that I'm an adult, makes you realize, what the fuck did our parents go through in the 90s to make Christmas for us? Well, to be fair, this, this movie this is, is an exaggeration. This movie is built as an exaggeration on showcasing, like, the insanity that like Christmas shopping 
can be. Like, but how far off is it? Not that far, surprisingly, but everything is very much heightened. Do you remember the Tickle Me Elmo craze where people got trampled in the mall and killed for that thing? Yeah, like th- this, this movie definitely is trying to capture the like what lengths it people are driven to and this is arnold schwarzenegger like big beefy arnold what about the little man what about the the lone single mom with two kids trying to make christmas decent for her kids and you got to deal with all this bullshit like and then the other thing that i have to say is this was a geared towards a kids movie yeah well, family comedy. Family comedy. Why was Ted near pedophile creepy? Not no, I wouldn't say that. Take that back. Why was Ted sleazy this entire movie? Well, because And it, as a kid, I didn't get it. Now that I'm an adult, I'm like, ew. No, it's like those are the jokes that are, that are in there for the family for the older members of the family for your parents that's not funny it's not funny it's, it's fucked not up. funny at all it's fucked up i would watch a billion horror movies then watch ted move in on his like neighbor's wife like that ew <laughs> it's gross well it's worth noting we watched jingle all the way 1996 American Christmas family comedy film directed by Brian Levant. It's written by Randy Cornfield. Um, this movie famously stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson, Robert Conrad, Jake Lloyd, I, I mean, and Jim Belushi. You mean... Anakin Skywalker. Anakin motherfucking Skywalker before he was Anakin he was Skywalker. Anakin motherfucking Skywalker. Like at one point I wanted him to be like, This is pod racing. But we knew that wasn't gonna happen. No. Uh <laughs> so this movie originally released November sixteenth, nineteen ninety six. Um it brought in a bu- it was made on a budget of seventy five million dollars, brought in a box office of hundred and twenty nine point eight million. Alright, so it doubled, like, almost? No, not really. It did very fucking well. Yeah. Um, this also comes with a little bit of a fun fact here. The world premiere of this was held on November 16th, 1996 at the Mall of America in Bloomington, where parts of the movie were shot. Yep. And when they did this, they made it a huge event. Like, they had tons of things going on in the mall to celebrate the film's release, and Arnold Schwarzenegger even donated memorabilia from the film to the Planet Hollywood in the mall. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty sweet. It's worth noting that you've you've never heard of or been to the Mall of America. The Mall of America is the size of the capital city in Rhode Island. That's, the Mall of America is the size of Providence. That's horrific. It's horrific. <laughs> I don't know how accurate it is, but it was described that way to me. There is an amusement park in the Mall of America. It is like four or five levels. A Mall of America is where like Tiffany and all those people, when they were pop stars in the 80s, would go play because there was room to have 100,000 people. That makes me sick to my stomach. Like, this mall is stupid large. So I have to ask, why the hell 
did you choose this? Because it's Christmas, Sean. It's Christmas time. It's actually like a week before Halloween. But it's Christmas time, Sean. We both hate Christmas. We hate hate Christmas Christmas more than life itself. I don't hate this movie. I don't hate this movie. This movie's funny to watch. This movie (laughs) is terrible. Oh, it's so bad. This movie is horrible. If you remember enjoying this movie as a kid, for the love of God, put it on. Now, people that love Christmas probably enjoy this one. But people that don't really care about Christmas, this movie to me was just absolutely fucking sleazy. And just, like... Ugh, I do not like the commercialism. I don't like how the people are portrayed. I don't like the jokes. But yet I picked this one because when I was a kid, I remember enjoying it. Well, like I was saying, this movie is like it, it plays on the like the crazy lengths that people will go to and the depths of like violence that they'll sink to during the Christmas holiday shopping. Like I've literally seen people like hit other people and you you like, worked at Walmart around Christmas time, didn't shit. you? Yes. Oh god. People are fucking insane. Is the second those doors open, people are shoving past employees to get in there to get shit. It is disgusting how people act. It's like all fucking rules of society go out the fucking window just cuz there's a a new tablet on sale or some shit. Oh my god. A new video game system that you can't get any other time. Like people ask me why I hate Christmas. It's the commercialism. It's the we're going to shove it down your throat. I at one point was really sad that I started to hate Christmas because I like the lights, I like the snow, I like the trees outside. I like the general feeling that Christmas, it does give you a warm feeling. You listen to the music, you watch the snow, but that's it. I don't like being around a lot of other people during Christmas time. It's crowded. It's commercialized. People are angry. Like, if they don't get what they want, they get bitchy and pissy. And, like, I've never had somebody do this to me where they're like, oh, you didn't get me anything? Like, I've seen people do that. Like, well, I got you something. Why didn't you get me something? When you don't have a lot of money, Christmas becomes, like, a bitter holiday. Well, honestly, like, I I grew up in a family that we we never had a lot of money. Mm. Like, our parents tried our best to get us what they could, Mm. like, to get us things that we asked for. But, and I I can't speak for myself as a very small child, because you don't know any better at that age. But as I grew older, I didn't really ask for a lot, because I knew my parents didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Like... I, I would be like, yeah, these are the things that I'd like to get, but... If you can't, I won't be upset. If you can't, don't fucking worry about it. Like, it's not a big deal. So, before we start talking about this movie, because um, even though we like this movie, we are going to shit on most of this movie. I fucking know it. <laughs> um, what was the most memorable gift you got for Christmas? Oh, Jesus. Uh, that's That's tough. Really? Yeah. It's hard because there's a lot of... Like, over the years, your tastes change. Mm. Like, so there there were definitely years where it's like, oh, I got an action figure that I really wanted or something like that. But I guess I... (sighs) 
I guess one of the one that comes to mind or a series of them because they all came at the same time. Mm. But uh, there was one year where I opened gifts and my parents had gotten me. I think it was all of the Friday the 13th movies on VHS. Do you still have those? No, I fucking wish I did. I see some of them. You've been trying to collect been, them and you have some yeah. of them that aren't open up They're there. They're hard to get now. Like, you can get them. People are usually selling them, but hmm. they're highly overpriced. Yeah. So it's like, no. when I do get the rest of them, I'm going to pay through the nose for them because yeah. people suck. The ones rem- I do have, I found, luckily, people selling them for like a dollar. Do you remember how old you were when you got those? Oh, had to be uh, maybe... I was older than 10, I know that, so it was like 12, 13 maybe, but I remember that being a really cool year, because like I opened each one, they wrapped them all individually, mm-hmm. and like, then I had them all like on my shelf for the longest time. That that one I remember, like I think that was really cool, and I, I hate that for like even a moment, I thought, well... They're getting rid of VHS. I have to upgrade, and I got rid of them. Like, I hate that that happened, but you don't know any better sometimes. I mean, it is what it is. Now that you're old enough, like, you have most of them back. I, I think have them you've all got, on Blu-ray. Yeah, all, but you've got one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, and five look like they match. Oh, no, you have six, too. But four doesn't look like it matches Are you talking about one. Halloween? No, I'm looking at Nightmare on Elm Street. I was talking about Friday the 13th. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Friday know. the 13th, I only have... I have the you first have Jason's, one. Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell. I have, And I have Friday the 13th, the first movie. Oh, wait, where's Friday the 13th? It's in that a white box. That would be in F, Leah. There it is, yep. Eventually, I'll track the rest down. I'm and an asshole. I'm looking at Nightmare going, that's Friday the 13th, though. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Look, you can't change me. I remember the most memorable present I got. And I do not have it to this day, but I have some of it. So when I was eight years old, I was seven or eight, my brother was born. I can't remember. I think I was, I think I was seven when my brother was born, but the Christmas was eight. My dad got me my first CD player. This was 1993. And my dad told me point blank, because at this point, I stopped believing in Santa very young. I was probably like six or seven, like maybe six. But I also had a brother and sister that I had to keep up for it. And I helped my parents. So my dad pulled me aside and he was like, "Okay, this cost me a lot, but I wanted to make sure I got it for you for Christmas. So he got me a Sony CD player because I had always listened to Walkmans. I had tons of Walkmans all my life. I finally got upgraded to a CD player. And they bought me Tony Braxton, Alanis Morissette, and No Doubt Tragic Kingdom. I think uh, Alanis Morissette was the one that Ironic was on. I, don't, I think it was Jagged Little Pill. Do not remember the Tony Braxton album. Um, but I remember just sitting there afterwards and just listening to these. I only have the CDs. I don't have the cases anymore because they're broken to hell. Um, and the CD player, do not know what happened to it. I had four or five other iterations of it. But it was one of those moments where you're like, you're an eight-year-old kid. And it's like, I didn't get Barbies for Christmas that year. I got a CD player. I'm an 
adult. You got technology. I know. And that was the spiral down of my obsession with music. I have a serious obsession with music. I have like 150 gigs of music on my computer, which I can't access because my computer is dead. (laughs) But, you know, that was that was the most memorable. Another memorable one was a trip to Disney. Obviously, we got a lot of trip to trips to Disney, but we went for Christmas one year. Um, other than that, I don't really remember a lot of my Christmases. They all blend. I have a really bad memory now. I do remember a rollerblade Barbie where when you rolled her on a hard surface, she made sparks behind her. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and I sparked her on the carpet and caught the carpet on fire sometimes. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself as a kid going, oh, whoops, pat it out. You know, we're going to replace the carpet anyways. We're redoing the house when I was a kid. Now I think about going, why would you give a kid flint and steel and a rollerblade? I remember, well, I remember the ads for those. Yep. And I remember, like, I'm pretty sure that they were meant to be played with outside. Outside, yeah. On the asphalt. That's what it said. Obviously, you had to, somebody had to have thought like, oh, wouldn't kid, kids might play with this inside. Yeah, inside on wood or carpet or, you know, flammable things. I don't know. People were fucking stupid back then. I used to put my Barbies in the tub with me, clothes and all. So I eventually ruined the skates, which, you know, probably was a good idea because at the time I became obsessed with lighting matches when my parents weren't home. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It was that kid. I played with fire. My mom would come home and be like, did you play with the matches? You're in trouble. Because when you light a match, you fucking smell it for hours. Yeah. I hate lighting matches in here because it's such a small space that it's like, oh, I hate that smell. But as a kid, I'd be like, hey, fire. (laughs) Oh, so this movie was one of my favorites as a kid, just because I remember how much I still, even now I get choked up when uh, Turbo Man says, I'm your dad. And I'm like, like, I still feel it. And then I go, it is, it's a great moment. And then you're like, oh, this is stupid. Come back to real life. (laughs) So, let's go through a breakdown. Uh Uh-oh. He he has some exciting news. Before we go through the breakdown, I have a fun fact that actually pertains to something you brought up. Oh, okay. The story for this movie was based on the 1980s shopping frenzy over Cabbage Patch dolls. Oh, God! It ended up... uh, but it ended up perfectly mimicking the Tickle Me Elmo craze of 1996. I remember the Tickle Me Elmo. I know that my friend Alicia talks about that, that she was so traumatized by all the Elmo stuff that Elmo scares her to this day. And I was like, what did you people do to retail workers back then for her to be tra- traumatized by this? This movie came out in November. Yes. The Elmo craze happened right after. Right afterwards, yeah. So it's like this almost predicted that that was coming. That's kind of funny. Are you saying that Arnold is Nostradamus? No, I just think that it's funny that that happened. It is very (laughs) funny, but I I vaguely remember people talking about the Cabbage Patch craze. Because I had a Cabbage Patch doll as a kid, but I also really remember the Garbage Pail Kids more. Well, the Garbage Pail Kids were... Was, was a spin-off, spoof like... Spoof yeah, of those. Spoof of those, but that's what I remember now. Like, I remember looking at the Garbage... Ah, uh, the Garbage... The Garbage Pail Kids. The Cabbage Patch Dolls and being like, these are stupid. Like, I thought they were absolutely stupid. 
But then again, like people were obsessed with Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy dolls at one point. So it kind of like builds off of that. But what do you think is a huge toy around Christmas now? Well, now that we're out of touch and we don't know, what do you think? Nah, is- I see. I have two nieces and I still don't fucking know what the hell. My nephew, who is Minecraft, is huge. Like yeah. all the Minecraft stuff. My that's nephew's pretty big. huge into Minecraft, uh, Fortnite, um, Overwatch, all those games. But it's all video game related. Um, There's nothing that's just like a toy. No, I don't think nothing I can think of. I Nerf guns is still pretty popular. Oh my god! As an adult, get me Nerf guns any fucking day, please, for the <laughs> love of God. I just want to walk into a store and be like, shut up, kid. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm so out of touch now that we've walked into Walmart and I pay attention to what's there. It's like those little mini brands like things like the those i know last year those were very fucking popular. huge like even adults were like gotta find all of them and i've watched a lot of tiktoks where people open them and i'm like it's just little toy it's like, like the, little things the mystery items yeah um my friend alicia uses them for she collects bjd dolls boy ball jointed dolls so she uses the little things for those because it's the perfect size for her dolls but i'm sitting here going what else do you use them for nothing like, like they're too big for the barbie dolls the whole gimmick is like the mystery of what you're gonna get kids for some reason love it and i don't understand why well, sort of like the blind boxes like for you remember years ago like we would go to like newberry comics and they have the blind boxes there all the time yeah i get like the pusheen every once in a while being like oh i'm gonna get a pusheen you know but that's i don't know I guess it's almost like the K-pop craze where you buy the album to get the, oh, what card am I going to get? You know, like we still as adults do that. Like, oh, we sadly, sadly, side note, this movie was sealed. Yeah. So that's something I did want to talk about. Yep. We to, to watch this movie, we it's not available anywhere on streaming. No, it is on Hulu Premium, but you have to have a premium subscription, and we don't have a premium subscription right now. Right. And we have... We do have the Clamshell Blue... Uh, wow. Clamshell VHS release of this, which... From 1997. Which this is was the original. A sealed copy sold at Caldor. Caldor, if anybody lives in Rhode Island, Caldor was a store that was in the Warwick Mall where Old Navy is right now. Oh, no, not Old Navy. It's where Jordan's is right now. Old Navy was there for a while. Caldor was like a department store, like Kmart and stuff. Back when like Ann and Hope, Kmart, Walmart, all these department stores were huge. And now Amazon has put all of these department stores out of business. Caldor would where is where you would get Tickle Me Elmo, Cabbage Patch dolls, a Turbo Man doll. That's where you would get this shit. I am so upset that you opened this. <laughs> I honestly, it was either that or we'd have to stall doing the rest of these, yeah. and we kind of want to get them done. But I'm not upset because I have a plan. I'm gonna tape the plastic on there so we don't lose the plastic, even though we opened it. Uh... But. We did, for people that are VHS collectors, it would hurt you. We had to open this one. Now, this is not... It's a clamshell VHS. And this is a... 
So on the back of this, there's a Caldor sticker. Yeah. That's how we know it came from there. Yeah. It's a fucking security tag. It's the security tag that they uh, had to deactivate when you oh buy it. Oh my god. Yep. And when you opened it, it had an advertisement for what were the advertisements that it had in it? Um. Um. It's a holiday savings inside. I just opened this. This is from how many years? Almost 15 years ago. Howard Johnson's. Yep. There's a there's a ticket for Howard Johnson's. Um, best new music. It was a nine dollars for a CD and a shirt, if I remember, nine ninety nine. And then it's uh, save up to six dollars by mail on uh, clearly Canadians. Either this or a Christmas Carol. Yep. Jesus Christ. A t-shirt and a CD for $9.99. Look, I know it breaks your heart, but think of it this way. It's not a movie that's going to make us any money. No, it's not. But it was cool that it was a sealed Caldor copy. Look, all things must come to an end. You even said to do our digitized project, you may have to open some of these movies. I may. So far, the ones I've encountered that are sealed i have open versions of as well where are you right now in the digitized what what letter are you at um i'm on that shelf oh you're on the d shelf okay so i see the fear oh the fear i don't have another copy of yeah um the fly two looks like it's nope it's not the fly is sealed freddy versus jason is sealed some of these I have other copies of, I'm pretty sure. Though. Almost all of your Nightmare on Elm Streets are sealed. That makes me sad. <laughs> Honestly, I... Those are the ones that I, I... Those are the ones I see that we don't open. I would be willing to just buy more copies. Yeah. Because if it's... Like, even this one, it was sealed. This was never opened. It still had issues because of how old the VHS is. And that's the thing. Like, VHS has a shelf life. At some point, they are going to deteriorate. At yeah. some point, they are going to demagnetize and they'll just stop working. Uh, that's why I'm trying to digitize our collection now, is so that we can maintain that that look and, and feel. And that's why I feel opening some of them is justified. Because if we don't... <laughs> You're just going to lose them. I know. I see scanners, the out of print one that might have to be opened. Might. Which is heartbreaking because scanners is a pretty popular one throughout the horror community. Yeah. It's like, do you open, do you open some of these ones? But that was our heartbreaking story. He didn't do it. I did it. So he can hate me, not himself. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I know you couldn't. You were like, oh, it was partially open. There was a tear in it because our cat. No, I don't think that one was her. I think it came that way. Oh, that's one of the other uh, Disney movies I have out there. Yeah. This isn't a Disney. This is a, a, a 20th Century Fox. Was it 20th Century or just Fox Pictures? This one, it's 20th on the Century. Side. 20th Century? Yeah. Well, Fox Video, but uh, no, it's Fox. the same company. Now all these companies are gone. <laughs> Most of them. All right. So let's comment the shit talking. I mean, the play-by-play. Well, I mean, this one, it, it opens with, like, a Power Rangers-style episode of the Turbo Man TV show. Oh my God. <laughs> That's all I could think of was, like, that... Go, go, Power Rangers! That, like, terrible action, like, fight sequences. It was so bad. You want to know a fact about Power Rangers? 
Power Rangers fight scenes were the original Japanese scenes. Yeah. And they, they reshot just all over, the other stuff. Which I thought was cool because the way that I always knew it because the way Tommy would move just didn't seem the way Tommy would move like American Tommy. It seemed more of like now that I'm older, like exaggerated, like Japanese movements. I'm like, at some point we should do the Power Rangers movie. I even ooh. That would be hilarious. That was my favorite one. I remember seeing that in uh in theaters. That's where I became a fan of Journey. Was oh, during that geez. movie. <laughs> Alright, so um I didn't write a play by play. Um I have snarky comments the whole way through. Solid. So um sweetie, I think you're gonna take this one because I think the next I, movie we do, I'll do the play by play. I don't have a play by play. Oh man, so, what do we do? <laughs> we're just gonna talk about it. Alright, um, let's talk about it. So during this opening sequence, we we get a a brief cameo appearance from Richard Maul, uh, who is I know best because I, I know his name and everything because of Best of the Worst. Uh, he's originally he's Bull from Night Court, and he shows up in a ton of really shitty movies. Oh my god! <laughs> but he was six eight. Damn boy. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's a big man. He plays like the in this he plays the the Turbo Man villain. I uh what's his name? Dementor. Dementor, yeah. Good lord. But I thought that was hilarious the second I saw him. I was like, "Oh my god, it's Bolt." I know I recognize. <laughs> Excuse me. I know I recognized him, but I was like, "Oh, okay, I don't know who he is." That is funny. I'm trying to see what else he was in. Because I remember Night Court. I love Night Court because I love John Larquette. He's probably one of my favorite um, comedians. Nothing else that really... He's in a lot of really bad movies. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. Let's see. He's still alive. I did not know that. Yeah. Um. But that was also funny because Martin Mull. Martin Mull. Martin Mull. Is Mr. also uh, in this. Colonel Mustard from Clue, which he makes another appearance on the podcast. Yeah, uh, this is, I think, the second movie we've covered that yes. he shows up in. And Arnold, we don't want to talk about how many times that fucking son of a bitch has thrown up in our podcast. I think this is his third. Um, Total Recall. I want to say there's another one. There was another oh, Terminator. Movie. Terminator. So, yep. Yeah, this, this will be his third. Third, third appearance. Um... But we kind of we shift out of this. I know we go to we're introduced to our protagonist pretty early, obviously. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, Arnold plays. I forgot his name. Howard. Howard Lang Howard, something. Yeah, I don't remember his last name, but if, and Howard is a very he's like an everyday dad yeah, kind of. He's a dad. But he's so sorry. He's a character who's so ensconced in his work and his career that he kind of neglects his family. You're my number one customer. He <laughs> says that to his wife on the phone. That was like, pretty funny. Um, well, that's not good. But at the same time, I don't know. He's somewhat relatable. I think like he's he's somebody he's trying. He's providing for his family, but that means he's busy all the time. It shows the '90s parent. Yeah. Were your parents home in the '90s, or were they working their asses off? I mean, and he even shows, like, he he's still a person. He's still, like, he makes mistakes. Yeah. 
he uh the one i actually noted down was that like even when he's driven to such like crazy desperation that he's like gonna steal from a kid he has a change of heart he's like i can't do this he realizes his mistake and he's like no i gotta fix this yeah like he's kind of he's he's a relatable douchebag he's an everyman like you kind of it's impossible not to root for him because he's got everything stacked against him yeah like he's trying to do good by his family and he enjoys his job you, you can tell that he really does like his work. I couldn't tell what he does. He's a salesman of some kind. Yeah. But, like, I kind of relate to him because when I'm at work, I'm my, my whole heart is at my job. Like, yeah. I'm 100% there. I'm earning money. I'm trying my best to, like, better my future. And that's what he's doing. And I don't think his son really understands that... That's life, kid. Like, the whole time... Well, of course I was, not. He's a little kid. He's a little kid, but at the same time, like, I also understood when I was a little kid, you know, my parents, like, have to work their asses off to get... to provide for us. And at one point, you know, my parents only had me within a matter of 15 months. They had three kids. That's yeah. a lot to take care of in the 90s, so... Right. Um, this movie... This movie is loaded with, like, that in-your-face comedic timing where it's like somebody will say Puns, something jokes and stupid shit yeah somebody will say something and then it'll be like cut to Arnold's face as he reacts like yeah. it's it it's that cheesy 90s situational comedy yeah yeah that we all know and love do we love it I mean I grew up with it so it's hard not to to some degree um my favorite is after, you know, we're introduced to um, Arnold's character, Howard, where we then cut to his son's character, who is played by the ever-wonderful Jake Lloyd. Ah, Jake. And I made the comment, oh, Jake, you look disappointed, just like you were in Star Wars. Ah, uh, listen. Look, I'm not... I'm not wholeheartedly shitting on that franchise too hard, but Jake Lloyd seems like the one actor that came out of that the most the most scathed. I agree. And Hayden Christensen was not far behind. No. Hayden bounced back. Jake Lloyd never did. No, and honestly, can you blame him? No. I he mean, had so much scrutiny on his head as such a young child because I mean, George Lucas fucked up. Yeah. Now, how old... <laughs> now I want to see. How old was Jake Lloyd in... No, that's Clue. Because I was looking at Martin Mull. I personally don't believe he deserved all the hate that he got. No, I, it, I don't. I think it. I think it took its toll. He is the same age as you are. He was born in 89. Oh, Jesus. So, if you think about it, when he would, when you were, you know, 10 years old in 1999, he was playing Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. He had so much on his little shoulder. Can you imagine that being on your shoulders at that age? I could I not. I absolutely can't. Like, in 1999, I was 14 going on 15. I, so, I was a little older, but... I can't imagine being a child actor in general. No. That's a lot of pressure. I mean, I just finished a book called I'm Glad My Mom Died. 
<laughs> by Jeanette McCurdy, who, if people recognize that name, Jeanette McCurdy played uh, Sam on iCarly and Sam and Cat. I read that book. Sean, how long did that book take me to read? I don't know, all of fucking three hours? <laughs> 24, 24 <laughs> hours. Not not complete 24 hours, but like a, over the course of like two days. I could not put that book down because I was horrified at the treatment she had from her parents, from Nickelodeon, from people in the world with expectations of a child actress. This poor girl had her life fucking wrecked. And the people that you're supposed to be able to trust are your parents. Are And she couldn't even trust them. Like, holy shit. And if she had a bad time at Nickelodeon, I could imagine what Jake Lloyd went through. Yeah. Because he seemed like an okay kid there. But after... um, I remember after... The fur, the Phantom Menace came out. I don't remember hearing Jake Lloyd ever again. No, that was basically it. And this kid was everywhere in the '90s. Everywhere, he was like a huge star. Honestly, I wonder if the script was flipped and Haley Joel Osment was Anakin Skywalker, would it have wrecked him too? Because I know Haley Joel Osment has been in a couple movies. We just saw something with him in it recently. Yes. Yeah. What was it that he was in? Uh, he's been popping up in quite a bit recently. He's, uh, he it did... It was a horror thing. He did, uh, Tusk with, um, Kevin Smith. And I think he's in a couple of those other, one, uh, obscure Kevin Smith movies. Let's see. Tusk. Tusk is that... Oh, God. Never yeah. mind. I remember Tusk. Um... No, I want to know the one that just came out that we watched... We just watched something with him in it. It's gonna bother me. God damn it, Haley! Help me out here. Oh, he's in the boys. The boys. All right. He, he yep. plays the the psychic guy. You can uh, see how you die or whatever it is. Or holy hell! Read your thoughts. I can't remember. The boys is fucking ridiculous. Just, just fucking. That show is That's fucking incredible. Show. Mesmer. His name is Mesmer. Mesmer. He's in a couple episodes of that. That was that show is fucking phenomenal. But if you don't like gore, if you've got a queasy stomach, no amount of fucking horror movies will set you up for that show. Oh Just man, it is. Woo. <laughs> it's intense. I love it. But it was good to see Haley Joel Osment acting, and it's funny because he still has that cute little baby face, even though he has a full beard and long hair. And oh, I'm like, I know, oh it's my great. god, you still look like I see dead people. But it makes him so distinct. <laughs> it does. Like it's perfect. And Jake Lloyd, unfortunately, still has his baby face but he has this baby face where i as i look at him i'm like he has like serial killer empty black eyes if you if you look at a picture of jake lloyd now he is so dead in the eyes like he's gone he is terrifying oh god he looks just Like, like you remember you know that description that donald pleasance gives of michael myers oh yeah he's got the blackest eyes There's just nothing behind that boy's eyes. He's just purely and simply evil. That's what I see when I look at fucking Jake Lloyd now. Um, He has officially been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. And in 2016, he was transferred from a jail to a psychiatric facility due to his schizophrenia. Oh, wow. This kid has been... That fucking poor kid, man. You know... Jake Lloyd, I am so sorry that 
all this shit happened to you. I really am. No, I agree with, and I've heard it before. Somebody say, I think it's Wade from the Distractable Podcast has said, children should not be actors. They should not be actors and actresses. No. You should CGI children in or, oh, Jimmy's sleeping off camera. Or if you have a show that needs a child, fucking nix it. You don't. Stop screwing up kids. Kids from the 90s, 80s, all these kids actors, they have all these problems now. I think today kids are, child actors are handled much better. But for the most part, I'm not going to say that everybody does it well. Some people still probably do things wrong. But it's only been recently within the last 10 years that things have changed. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't think you should ever force your child to be an actor. I think that they should. It should if, be their decision. If they show interest in it, mm. sure, nurture that. But don't ever fucking force it on them. That was the one of the things in the book that Jeanette's mother forced her into acting. Yeah. And she was like, not even like... 16, 17, where she was like, I want to quit this. I hate this. I don't want to do this. Don't force your kids to do stuff. Like, yeah, Jake Lloyd was adorable in this movie, but, like, behind the scenes, was he dealing with this this schizophrenia at that point? I don't know. Like, I would hope that that didn't come on until later in life, but... but is that something that because he had to play these characters as a young age, it just maybe broke his brain? Like, that's so disheartening. It is. To know that this kid is our age and like, you know, like this poor child, this poor adult, this poor movie, this, this poor movie, this poor us oh. for sitting through this. <laughs> we thought we would hate last week's movie. Oh, God. I like that. I would rather sit through last week's movie than this one again. Honestly, this movie, like, it's fun. It's ridiculous. It I makes no goddamn sense. I need to be no drunk to watch this, watch this again. Give me spiked eggnog and maybe some pot cookies and I'll watch this again. With a group of people. That way we can shit on it. Um, To kind of jump you at, further into the story... Essentially, so what happens is after we're introduced to Arnold and his family and everything, Mm -hmm. we are then, uh, his son is having a, I think it's like, it's like a karate presentation presentation. or presentation of the belt. He's getting a new belt. Yeah. And he, his dad's supposed to be there, but we're told like he, he's, he hasn't been at many of these things and it's like really important for him to be there. So he rushes out of work. He's trying to to make it on time. He ends up. He tries to. <laughs> he tries to skip. Like after getting stuck in traffic, he tries to drive through the breakdown lane Do to get what to all those people that were like, "We hope you get caught." And he gets caught. And he, he gets, gets pulled caught. over. He gets a ticket. He offends the cops, or the cop fucks oh, with him. This cop becomes so important. Oh my god, he becomes so important throughout Such the movie. Such a great character. I love it. But. He ends up missing the presentation, mm-hmm. and when he gets home that night, his wife is understandably pissed. His son is understandably pissed. But before he goes in the house, we get to meet Phil Hartman. God rest your soul, Phil Hartman. You were a great comedian. But Did he pass away? His, do you remember? No. His wife went fucking crazy and killed him and killed herself. 
back I in... did not know about this. Yes. So, oh my God, I got to find this <gasps> Holy now. Holy shit. So, Phil Hartman was a comedian on, for people that don't know who Phil Hartman, um, he was a comedian on SNL, one of the big names back in the 90s. He was very popular at this time. Hugely fucking popular. Um, in, ni- in May of 1998, um, Hartman's wife, Bryn came home and they had a heated argument which went bad um she shot him between the eyes in the throat and in the chest with a 38 caliber god damn yep she drove to a I'm sorry she drove to a friend's house confessed to killing him and she was arrested I thought she killed herself she did not she was on she was taking Zoloft had been drinking and used cocaine oh god it was one of the biggest news stories in 98. You probably were a little younger, but yeah. I remember I was just like, oh, I'm going into high school. I'm cool. I watched MTV and SNL. and <sighs> That's I, brutal. I didn't know that. That yeah. sucks. I always wonder what happened to the, him. Like this movie was two years before that. So he was at the height of his fucking career. Like Phil Hartman was a household name. Everybody loved Phil Hartman. Yeah. Because he was on... The newsroom? The newsroom. Oh, so he was on a television show called uh, Filmography. Not my newsroom. News radio. Oh, news radio. Yep. No, not your news. <laughs> no, we're going to get to that. <laughs> um, news radio. Um, I really loved news radio because it had, um, what the fuck was his name? One of the dudes from, there it is. One of the dudes from uh, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. Oh, okay. And I started watching that because that's one of the reasons why Kids in the Hall really stopped because Dave Foley got a job in America. It was Dave Foley, Andy Dick, Joe Rogan was on it. Like Jesus, John Lovitz. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When I really like watching it, that's why when the news broke about him, I was like, oh my God. But... Phil Martin Hartman was a sweetheart. Ted, on the other hand, is the sleaziest motherfucker in this movie. And I hated him. Yeah. Arnold comes home. The dude has put all of his Christmas lights up upstairs outside and is in the house, like, hanging out with his wife all the time. Yeah. In this movie, he plays a a very... Like, so we get from just interactions with other people that he's this very sleazy guy in the neighborhood he's uh recently divorced and 
apparently has been sleeping with all the wives in the neighborhood. Because all the wives are like, oh, Ted, you can help me. You can help me. But his eyes are only on Howard's wife, who is not oblivious, but not acknowledging his actions. Yeah. She like, definitely is kind of like, oh, why are you here? Why are you doing like, this? All right. Well, maybe he doesn't mean any harm. Oh, by the end of it, she knows. Yeah, for sure. Um. So once um Howard comes home, he confronts his wife. His wife's like, I'm not the one you fucked over today. Like, you missed his recital, not mine. Yeah. So he goes upstairs and his son, understandably, will not talk to him. Uh, but the one thing I want to point out is Jake quotes the entire commercial for Turbo Man to his dad when his dad said, how do I make it up to you? Quoted the entire 90s commercial. Yep. And how many times could we do this? Because the commercials would just keep playing when we were kids. This is like one of the prime examples of like what this movie is trying to do. And it's trying to showcase how disgusting consumerism was. Yeah. So it's like they're not only showing you like how crazy people were while shopping and how hard to get the these fucking specific toys were, but how much they were poisoning children with just the fucking advertising. Yeah, to the point where it was like, why in the world is my kid quoting this entire thing to me? And Down the, to a batteries not included and some assembly required batteries not included. My brother, my brother, it's one of his talents and he hates it. Is he can quote commercials from when we were kids? He can, and he can quote a lot of those commercials, those advertising commercials. And I look at him, I'm like, dude, why can you do this? He goes because they just kept playing when we were kids. I remember um, one time I started watching um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I was like, oh, it's on Paramount Plus. I'll watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Those episodes are between 18 to 21 minutes. It was a 31 minute slot. So between 12 to 8 minutes was just advertising commercials to you. I have a prime example for you. Okay. You may remember this. You may not. Okay. Hello, mother. Hello, Hello father. father. These ticks mosquitoes <laughs> really bother. Thanks for the package. That's why I'm writing. K9 Advantix really stopped all the biting. How many times have you said this to me? <laughs> Swimming, hiking, tent pitching. They're not biting. I'm, I'm not, not itching. <laughs> Can't wait to show you all my new tricks. Thanks for sending me K9 Advantix. I hate that I fucking remember that. Oh my that. god, that is hilarious. <laughs> and it'll never go away. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to remember. I only remember bits and pieces. I remember creepy crawlers. Oh God! I um <laughs> I remember the sky dancers. Do you remember sky dancers? You had a sister. Was that the the rip cord ones? The rip cord ones, ones yeah. where they flew sky dancers. I never got a sky dancer because I was old enough to be like, oh, that's gonna break. Yeah. Um, what other ones? Bionicles. My brother and cousins are obsessed with Bionicles. My cousin Johnny came into a wedding, like was introduced in a wedding two weekends ago. It was just, in October to be realistic. To the main theme song of Bionicle with his fiance on his arm. And all of us laughed because we're, you are nerds. But this music was like epic. You know the, the music. It's epic. Yeah. And it's like everybody else was like, oh, this is really cool. I'm like, it's from a fucking Lego 
television show from the 90s. <laughs> There's so many, though. The Gak. Oh, my God. Um, moon shoes. Moon, moon shoes. <laughs> That's, I, I mean, those are really a lot of the only ones I remember. I remember, this is from the 80s, Cherry Mary Muffin. That stuck in my head. It were these little, they were these little, like, cupcakes, but you unfolded the bottom and it was a skirt, and the top was, like, a hat, and they smelled like cupcake, uh, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, cherry. Yeah. I had Cherry Mary Muffin. I was obsessed with it as a child. To this day, I cannot find that smell. <laughs> that smell, I cannot, like, replicate it, and when I do, it's a fucking Pop-Tart. Oh. So now I associate, I really want cherry Pop-Tarts because it gives me this memory. But then I put a pot, cherry Pop-Tart in my mouth and I'm like, this isn't food humans should eat. <sighs> the, this movie, it, it, it harkens back to so much of that like insane like consumerism of the holidays. It, it's, it's maddening. It is. It, like, it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Like, I I remember a lot of the hype for Christmas. I remember Kmart commercials. I remember Walmart commercials. I remember... Oh, did BJ's do commercials, too? I mean, not, I'm sure. Not BJ's. What was the... What's the... There's Costco, BJ's. What's the other one? There was Sam's Club. Sam's Club. Because they're a Walmart brand. We don't yeah. have a Sam's Club here anymore. No, it got taken over. Um... But, like, I remember all of those, like, Kmart, Walmart, Ann and Hope. Like, um, KB Toy Stores ran yeah. a huge ad. Um, but I just remember all that hype. And now as an adult, I'm like, this is why we hate Christmas as, now. Because, like, okay, I love Halloween. You love Halloween. Halloween is thrown in your face starting in July. And this year, we had a couple of items we wanted to get for Halloween. If could we not didn't, get we them. could not get them. You had to get them in August. So when we were looking in September for them, we were told point blank, "Oh no, that all sold out last month." So Christmas started going out last month in September. A lot of stores yeah. have Christmas stuff up everywhere. But that's how commercialism thrown into your face. Halloween, Christmas, E, um, Valentine's Day, Easter, St. Patrick's Day, 4th of July. It's all well, just shoved down and, your throat. And nowadays it's even worse as far as I'm concerned because now things go out so early that everybody and nobody actually has to leave the house to get anything. Mm -hmm. So everything gets snatched up online. And, and nothing gets to the stores. You'll never see it. Nope. Like it's like, oh, when that comes out, I want it. Too bad. Like we went to Spirit of Halloween and they started putting up their Halloween really advertising their hollow their new Halloween stuff up in August. And this was, we went right after they finally opened. Yeah, they opened Labor Day weekend. We went right after because I finally was approved to start moving. Start moving out of the house. So I was like, oh let's go. And we went to Spirit of Halloween. It was maybe 60% filled. It was barren. And I heard an employee say, we're not going to get very much than this. Like, they have some releases rolling out through August, September, yeah. and October. But, like, I was wanted to get this little gargoyle from Haunted Mansion, but to me it wasn't worth trying to get the scalpers because that's all that had it now. Right. You wanted to get this mask that was sold at Spencer's, Hot Topic, and Spirit. 
all of them were sold out completely before we even got a chance to get it. No, it was, and then shipping it was like fifteen dollars for the two items. So one was thirteen, one was fifth no, one was thirty-four, the other one was fifteen. Then you're tacking on taxes, then you're tacking on fifteen dollar shipping fee. Right. And then you don't know if it's gonna be packaged well, come in broken. Like to me it's like Sure, online shopping's convenient and would change the way Arnold would have to deal with this. Yeah. Because if Howard could just go on, click, 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 and order it, he'd be done. But honestly, in now day and age, this Turbo Man would have been sold out in July. Yeah, it, he never would have he, seen you it. You wouldn't... Like, you're lucky you were seeing it the day before Christmas in this yeah. movie. Nowadays, if you don't have it in August, you're fucked. You're stupid. Um, To kind of, like... So after he talks to his son, he promises that he's going to get him that that toy. Mm-hmm. And he then talking to his wife before they go to bed, she's like, oh, yeah, you got the doll, right? So he immediately freaks out. He's like, and starts to lie. But, oh, sure. Yeah, like, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Don't worry about it. And Don't worry. It's at work. So the next day he goes out and starts his hunt. And that's basically the rest of this movie is him trying to find one of these fucking dolls. Yep. And of course crazy antics ensue like um you have some lines like a lot of the stuff that he goes through is just kind of just like oh next joke after the other kind of situation. He meets Sinbad. He meets they go to a store where he's like oh let us in it's almost nine o'clock like why are you and it's like the employees taunting him and shit and then the employee gets stampeded over which actually happened with the Tickle Me Elmos. Yes. He's searching everywhere and people are laughing at him because he's like where's this doll like oh it's sold out ah if you didn't get it months ago you're dumb ha 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 and it's really what happens and then he snaps and it's like where's your Christmas spirit like why are you acting like this and I kind of like while Howard is stupid for waiting I kind of side with him like why is everybody acting like this why are you being crazy and if y'all already have this fucking doll why are you back in the store shopping the day before Christmas Eve um there's antics where um Ted gets a reindeer because he's like, oh, I'm going to get a reindeer to spread sh- spirit and cheer and holly. Why would you get a reindeer? Like, what are you trying to prove? That was so stupid. And, like, he even says something during that scene, which I, I thought was absolutely fucking stupid. Which, he's like, oh, yeah, I got my son this reindeer because I want to do something special for him for Christmas. And then he's saying, like, uh, I think... Uh, Arnold even asks him, like, well, what, you, what are you going to do with yeah, it what after? Yeah, what are you going to do with it afterwards? And he's like, oh, well, I've, I've been watching a family of deer down by, uh, I don't know. By the lake, and I was going to release him after Christmas was over. And it's like, that's, that's a, a reindeer. It's a reindeer. It's not going to get accepted by fucking you're standard also, deer. You're also, <laughs> if this is Minnesota, while, yes, it's cold in Minnesota, there's still fucking summer. This is a cold weather climate animal. Yeah, it's not... I don't know. It was just a stupid moment that he very clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Exactly. <laughs> he's just an asshole. I think one of the things that Sinbad said when he and Arnold were waiting for the store to open was this is all driven by the rich and powerful toy cartels. I don't think he's far off. No, and they they use Sinbad's character throughout this movie to kind of be like the voice of how exploitive Christmas is. How crazy people get. And I actually, like, I think his character is worth talking about quite yes. a little bit here. But 
apparently, um, Sinbad actually, a lot of his dialogue was just off the cuff improvised. Oh yeah, he was all improvisation because he was one of the biggest yeah. comedians back then. And as a result, Arnold had to do a lot of improv to like respond to him. Yes. Um, I think he plays this character really He's well. So good. And yes, Sinbad brings his patented like over-the-top craziness to it but he's putting a lot in there that's like very sincere like a lot of people feel this way Uh, it's not just me it's not just you like a lot of people look at how people act and how the fucking uh, corporations and toy companies and stuff like advertise and put out their products and make everything so hard to get Mm. And they think it's all bullshit. Because it is. It's fucking ridiculous what they're doing. They're driving us all insane to keep that um, that need for the products. Yeah. That want. Like, look at the goddamn PlayStation. I was going to say that. You just said this the other day where... How long did it take for you to get your PlayStation and how much did it cost? So, yes. I have a PS5. Do not raid my house. Please um, don't touch our house. I have a PS5. It took me over a year... To get one. Yep. I only got one because I, like, heard about a store dropping them, and I went online and was, like, able to snipe one, And you had to get the bundle with, like, a sports game with a and bunch something of shit I else want. because it's a uh, scalper preventative measure because they can't sell... They can't just sell the PlayStation. They have to open it up, and then it loses value yeah. or something like that. So it's like to help prevent scalpers. Well, it's all in one box. Yeah. Like you can't separate it. Yeah. So I was able to get one the other day at work. One of the guys there told me he just finally got one, and it's been how long since Over, the PlayStation came out? I want to say three years now. It's been... It was right before COVID when the 5 was announced, right? Announced, but then it came out way after. Okay, so, so it's been two years. It's been like... It's been at least over a year and since like, it came out. And PlayStation's like, we can't keep up with demand. We can't... No, I'm pretty sure you could if you tried. Yes, there's a lot of issues, and my job had it too, where like um, certain chips are hard to get yeah. and certain things. So motherboards are hard to make and certain electronical components... You're telling me a PlayStation, one of the... This company could spend anything and everything that they could to get this thing made. Yeah. You're telling me that they're still backordered and having problems with this. That's crazy to me to think about. I mean, maybe it's because I'm not in the tech world. I don't know. I'm trying to build and replace my laptop. My laptop, unfortunately, crashed crashed because the battery... Uh, I got swollen in my computer. Obviously, I have an MSI laptop. It's like five, six years old. It happens. This apartment gets really hot. If I can't control the heat, it's going to happen. I want to build a rig. I used to build rigs 10 years ago all the time. To me, building a rig was easy. To me, $1,000 was a really expensive rig. I've just priced out this rig. 10 years later, how how much was the one that I showed you? was like $2,100, and that was basic parts. Right. Like, my brother, it took him two years to put a graphics card in a computer that he built. Two years. And still, he's like, I don't know if I'm happy with the graphics card. But graphics cards are so hard to get. A graphics card that I probably would have spent like $150 to $300 for a really good one 
it's now 15, 16, 1700 for the same thing. Which is fucking stupid. There's the supply and demand. They, like, yeah. they're just hoping that, oh, if we keep driving up the prices, we'll make more money. Uh, like, I, I think, I think it's absolutely crazy, but like, I like, I like that they use his character to be like that, that like to the point, like what, this is insane. Yeah. But at the same time, he also contrasts that very realistic worldview with his actions, which are absolutely bonkers. Over the top. Like, he <laughs> looks at Arnold at one point, and they're in a diner. He goes, peace, truce, you know. Huh? And then all of a sudden, the radio station's like, oh, we're giving away a Turbo Man. And he goes fucking nuts again. He immediately is like, all, every man for himself. <laughs> to the extreme where they're trying to escape from the radio place. By the way, they both broke in, threatened the news radio guy. <laughs> like, at this point, and it's Colonel Mustard with a long ponytail, which I thought was hilarious. Um, And then, you know, Sinbad's character is like, I'm a poster worker. I got a bomb. Ah, I'm unhinged. Tell him I'm crazy. Like, yeah, he's fucking insane. Like, and it's like, he's not far from the truth. Back then, they're like, oh, we're exaggerating. For now, day and age? No, I think he was playing down. Yeah. I honestly think he was playing down how crazy people can be. Because the world is full of these, like... I hate using the term Karens and Kevins, but they're full of it. Yeah. Like, these people are unfucking hinged And it's insane and sad how these people act. It's like, do you act like this around it's your like own family? People just don't have filters anymore. They don't care. I mean... Either that or, like, I we've said to each other in the past, everything's on camera now. Everything's filmed from CCTVs to security to having problem. a phone in your hand. That's a big fucking problem now because, like, you, I've held a lot of retail-type jobs and yeah. menial bullshit jobs. And that's – it's so bad at this point that they have to fucking put you through training every few months where these training videos are literally, like – Hey, if somebody gets upset, they're likely going to pull out their phone and film you. You just can't react to them. Yep, you, you have can't, to stay stoic. Don't react. Don't have feelings because they'll film you having feelings. Like, it's fucking and insane. You'll, and you'll be the one that, oh, you're the enemy because you didn't give me what I wanted. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you act like this? It's fucking nuts. I don't understand it. People are fucking mad. To the point where, like, a couple weeks ago, I had a problem with my credit card company, and they canceled my credit card, or they canceled the card, and they had to replace it. Yeah. And it was like, but there's no fraud. There, I'm telling you there's no fraud. I'm telling you there's nothing wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with my card. Like, just let me keep my card. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I explained the situation. No, we have to get rid of it. Nope, we have to get rid of it. You know that on the other line, those people were calling me a Karen for... Yeah. Standing up for myself and saying, no, there's nothing wrong. I swear. Stop. No, in that situation, you were in the right. Like, they were just being fucking ridiculous and yeah. not listening to you. But I don't know. I, I feel like the world has just gone insane. Yeah. And there's no coming back. We live in Mad Max now. <laughs> Mad Max. Mad Max. Fucking. Um, repo. The opera. Oh, repro the genetic like, opera. We're getting yeah. there too. Like it is crazy. Like there are moments where I'm like, oh, maybe there should be a zombie plague and just wipe <laughs> out half of us and just start over at this point because I don't know. Like in this movie, like at some points, I was like, uh, I don't, 
I get uncomfortable. It, it makes you uncomfortable a little bit now. Yeah, and then there's the whole scene where they show up at a toy store where they're like, yes, we have a limited quantity. We're giving away these balls to, to raffle off these items. If you don't get one, it's fine. The employees panic so much, they throw the balls up in the air. The balls go everywhere, and now people are fighting. People are throwing themselves through displays to try and catch them. Yep. They're, like, trampling over each other. It's... it's- like Madness. Sinbad maces Arnold's character to get his ball. And then Arnold's like, he's got two, he's got two. So they attack him. And then the ball bounces away into the hand of a little girl to the point where Arnold's like, I just need the ball, little girl. And then they start, moms start beating him with purses because he's a pervert. But this is the lengths that he goes. And after he's like pulled away and like walks away, he's like, oh my God, what did I just do? If this is what the holidays do to you, I hate Christmas. That actually leads us to one of, I found to be a f- one of the funnier moments of the movie, at least mm. for me. What? Which, uh, after that whole fiasco with the balls, mm. Arnold uh, is, he starts talking oh, to the, the mall Santa. The mall Santa who's, and uh, the Who's elf. played by, uh, what is it, one of the Belushis, I always forget his name. Jim. Is that Jim? Because it's James Belushi. Oh, yeah. So, Jim Belushi. He, um... And he's te- he's like, hey, you looking for a Turbo Man doll? I can get you one. Psst, get over here. <laughs> and he's like this wicked shady dude. And, uh... He ends up going with him. The guy takes him to a, like, old factory out in the middle of nowhere. And you see that it's, like, literally a underground ring of mall Santas who are (laughs) who are like what are they doing they're getting like makeshift or like back alley versions of toys for people Mm. and like and they're like overcharging the shit out of them because they know that people are desperate like they're they're being shady criminals essentially and this (laughs) <laughs> this whole scene, like, they end up trying to give him a busted toy, and they give charge him $300 for it, and he gets upset, understandably. Of course. Calls them all fucking frauds and criminals, and they get pissed at that. So, a big fright, fight breaks out. And in this sequence, we get a couple of cameos that... I, I didn't know. Loved. I didn't know one of one of them. I knew the other one. Where you're like, oh my god, you're gonna shit yourself when you know who it is. We get Vern Troyer as Mini Santa. Mini Santa. And we get the WWE's The Big Show as the rather large Santa. The Big Show. <laughs> big Show. Paul White. The Big Show. Oh yeah. This is uh, his much younger days, but I do not know who that is. You don't know who The Big Show is. Paul, I don't know who that is. He used to be called the Giant, not Andre the Giant. The, he was the other Giant. Oh, there's a picture over here in the corner, much younger. No, give me a young pic. Give me a young picture, Google. You do like the Big Show or uh, the Giant 1990s. He was the Giant at one point, and then he became the Big Show. Nope, I do not know this man. That's crazy to me. He was but like, he's I, one of the most popular wrestlers. I hate wrestling. Uh, yeah. The only wrestlers I knew was The Undertaker because he was cool. Um, And the the Japanese girl wrestler who 
like won a title at one point like a couple years ago oh yeah 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 asana asuna asana ashuna i don't know i don't remember i don't remember either but but i'm not a wrestler girl man sorry i mean the this sequence is fucking ridiculous the sequence is absolutely ridiculous i mean you get giant santa nunchuck santa belushi santa where can you go wrong? Vern Schroeder Santa going, <laughs> like, I'm gonna deck your halls, bub. Better yet, you get giant Santa punches mini Santa through ah! a wall. Oh my god. <laughs> like, it's the Grinch! Scatter! Like, what the what? fuck? It's such an insane sequence. And how does Arnold get out of it? He fakes being a cop by he's, picking up a toy badge. toy badge gets out of it. He's like, Go arrest somebody. Do your job. Like, oh my god. And then the fucking cop shows back up. That stupid fucking cop is there again. Um, Then, after that, he starts to make make his way back home. Yeah. And when he makes it back home, he sees Ted putting the star on the Christmas tree, which is his tradition on Christmas Eve. Yes. And he fucking loses it. So he breaks into Ted's house... To steal the Turbo Man that Ted made sure to say, oh, I bought one months ago. It's under our Christmas tree. You were asking for him to do that. Yeah. You wanted him to look like the bad guy. What a dick. And of course, Arnold gets caught doing that. Yep. Uh, His wife is understandably pissed. Storms off. Is like, I'm going with Ted. And Ted's like, my chance. Gross. Um... This whole sequence um, pulls out one of the comment, one of the lines from the kid, from Ted's kid, that really made me go, ooh, ooh, maybe your parents should get a divorce. Work wonders for my dad. Yeah, it's not. Oh, that's not cool. That's really bad. And I thought about it at this point. I was like, oh, my parents aren't divorced. They are now. They are now. <laughs> Did it work wonders for them? I don't know. I'll have to ask them when I see them. It worked wonders for my parents. <laughs> yeah, your parents got to look better now. I like your parents. Um, Honestly, the way that... The way the kids act, I wrote down, that kid deserved everything he got, in my opinion. So, like, when Arnold yelled at him, he was, like, screaming at him from the booth being like, oh, da-da-da, you're disappointing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, uh-uh, no, 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 no. You, you, all of y'all need to be more realistic. Your dad works his ass off to make sure that you have a good home. Yeah. He makes sure he is there. If he misses a couple of things, sorry, kid, that's fucking life. I mean, for fuck's sake, for fuck's sake, at the very beginning of this movie, we see their house. Yes. We are sh- showing the house. It's a huge, beautiful house. We see house. that kid's bedroom. It has a Captain America painted on the wall. That kid's bedroom is nicer than any fucking bedroom that I've ever seen in real life. That bedroom's nicer than any other house I've been in. Like, fuck you and the horse you rode Suck in on. my dick. I'm sorry. So you're going to give your dad grief. What are you, seven, eight years old? Really? Your Can- parents are there. They're married. They make sure you have food on the table a roof over your head. Maybe I'm more cynical because life has kicked me when I'm down so many times that I'm like, we don't like kids. I hate fucking children. I'm sorry guys. (laughs) But in my opinion, kids need to be humbled. And when his dad yelled at him, I went, Oh look, your dad humbled you because at the end of the movie, he's like, Oh, I think dad hates me. We got into a fight and I yelled at him. Good. Keep that mentality. 
Speaking of the end of the movie. The climax of this movie is fucking ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous climax so, I've ever seen. After getting yelled at by his wife, Arnold kind of, he, he realizes that he has to start keeping his promises. Yep. So he races to get to the parade because he promised he would be there. Mm. And he ends up getting stuck in traffic and then he like in the cab. So he kind of tries to go on foot. He, oh, I forget. He bumps into the cop again. He sees Ted and his wife in the car, and he sees That's Ted it, trying yeah. to make an advance. So then he tries to go for the car, but then the cop shows up, who has been blown up, poured hot coffee over, and his arm, arms are bandaged, and his face is all beat up, and now he's fucking chasing him through this parade. The two of them end up, like, going through a door, and he ends up showing up, like, in, like, a warehouse. And all of a sudden, they start dressing Arnold in this yeah, latex. They start grabbing him because they think he... They're like, oh, you're the guy, right? And they, they start, like, dressing him into the fucking Turbo Man costume. Yep. And, like, explaining in the most ridiculous way possible that the last guy got injured because of a malfunction in the suit. <laughs> but don't worry. We tested it. Everything should be okay. There is one more comment I have to make, and I can't glaze over this one. When we're at the parade and the newscasters are introducing themselves, I don't know what the fucking girl's name was, but the guy goes, and I'm your weatherman, Gail Force. Gay. <laughs> Why? Why did you think that we would find that funny in the 90s? It was just a stupid little joke. It's, it's almost it's... as bad as my brother's name being Ian. Ah. <sighs> I did, uh, honestly, with all transparency, my father lives in Florida. So I texted my dad in Florida, hey, it's really nice that your son is coming to visit you, but does he have to be so destructive when he's down there? <laughs> and my dad was like, right, he ruined my roof. I think I'm going to have to charge him. I laughed. Uh, and then I was like, and then I heard this Gale Force joke. I was like, nope. stop making stupid jokes. <laughs> nope, that's worse. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done with stupid jokes. Um... But yeah, so I don't know. I thought that this was kind of a nice way to wrap it up because it, like all of a sudden Arnold is like, he literally has to become the the thing, the thing that, he's that he's been, been looking been, for. Yeah, you've been hunting this thing down. And he's the- Hunt now it the, down and become the thing you hate. He's now literally the object of his son's affection. Like that, that was kind of cool. It was kind of a, and Sinbad's character who has been like the enemy and like flip-flopping the whole time becomes the enemy all along at the end. Yeah, the, uh, what the fuck was his name? Dementor. Dementor. He shows up, he shows up on the float, starts flipping kids, like doing the, the flipping them off with the arm yeah. thing. I forget what it's called. He does that. And then he's, like, telling everybody, oh, you know, I need this, I need this. And, like, chases Jake Lloyd to the point where, like, the mom is, like, my son's not part of the act. Like, he's really going after him. Yeah. Ends up on a rooftop, starts hanging off of this metal Christmas tree. Arnold's trying to fight him and fight the, the, the I, cast members. I cannot. I absolutely cannot let this slide. Uh-oh. This is the most unrealistic fucking Christmas float display I've ever seen. The... The, the whole thing. The costume that they put Arnold in, for some reason, has fully functional weapons and a jetpack. And a jetpack. Yeah, right? Why? 
I, I mean, <laughs> why is he able to do this? And that jetpack should not work that way. That no. jetpack is like we just started getting like to the point in 2022 where jetpacks can kind of work, but you still have a lot of cables attached. They're still extremely fucking dangerous. Yeah, that should not have worked. He has full on thousand degree fire on the back of his arms and his ass. It is so overly ridiculous. <laughs> like was, there's even no I, as a way. kid, I'm like, this is not realistic. No. This is stupid. It's so dumb. And the CG looks so bad. Honestly, <laughs> with the tape, could not tell. No. Because our tape was a little warped. So to me, I was like, cool, don't ever release this on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, they did. Oh, I don't want to see this on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, no, no. Nope. Some things belong on VHS. And I absolutely love that Jamie can't tell that it's his dad. Even, even though even it's though a see-through yellow <laughs> visor. That's it. That's the only thing separating Arnold his face. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a gap in his teeth. He's yeah, always he had that gap in his teeth. And he's got the accent. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. How do you not know that's not your dad? It's so bad. He doesn't say Jamie. He goes, Jamie. Like, how? How? When you're a child, his voice is a little warped, but when you're a child, when your father screams, oh, get down here. You know that voice. Yeah. I am 37 years old. And if I ever hear my father go, Leah, Diana, get down here. My asshole clenches. I think my world is going to shatter. It is the end of civilization as we know it. See? I put that joke in there. Oh, God. Oh, almost <laughs> the end of my phone as we know it, because I almost just threw it, kids. Uh, but the, the touching moment that the movie ends on is that uh, Sinbad's being carried, carted away by the police, and he mentions that his son's going to be so disappointed. Yeah, what am I going to do? My son's going to be disappointed on Christmas. And Jake... Jake Lloyd, Jamie, Jamie, uh, brings him, runs over to him with the special edition Turbo Man doll, and he's he's like, like, here, Merry Christmas. He's like, but but you want, uh, Arnold's like, but you wanted that the whole time. He's like, why do I need that if if my dad is Turbo Man? And I'm like, aw. It's a good moment. It's a great moment. It's the only good moment in the fucking movie. It's... The movie, this is one of those just standard, ridiculous, over-the-top 90s comedies. It, but it the only thing that makes it stand out, what makes it so popular and memorable now is because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. <laughs> and it is so damn funny. <sighs> Closing questions? Well, there is a little scene. We have a close oh, we have an yeah. end credit scene. Which I didn't know there was a post credit scene to this movie. I've seen it before. I forgot it was in there, but I have seen it before. It's it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve, and they're setting up, and they're doing everything, and they're having he, a good time. He puts the puts the star, star on, on the, the tree, tree, and the wife says, "If you went through all of this for him, what did you get me for Christmas?" And it's the Arnold oh shit face as it zooms out, and I'm like, "That's so stupid." It's so bad. It's it's sequel bait, but they and there is a sequel to this movie, and it stars Larry the Cable Guy for some fucking reason. Why? So I did find out a fun fact. Uh, while I was reading uh, something in here. I found a not-so-fun fact. It, it might be the not-so-fun fact. Um, I'm thinking it's the same one. The not-so-fun fact that they were sued. Oh, no. I have a different one. So, 
lawsuit. In 1998, Murray Hill Publishing sued 20th Century Fox for $150,000, claiming the idea was stolen from a film from a screenplay they purchased from a high school teacher entitled Could This Be Christmas? They said that the script had 36 similarities to this, including the plot, dialogue, and character names. Jesus. Um, they lost the lawsuit and Fox, um, the damage figured was, uh, what did it say? And, uh, Fox was found guilty of stealing the idea in order to pay 19 million to Murray Hill. Damn. Yep. Unfortunately, Laurel, uh, this is, uh, with Webster to receive a portion. Laurel died a few months after the verdict before receiving any of the money. Uh, damage figures were loaded to 1.5 before the verdict was squashed in 2004. Judge decided the idea was not stolen as, as Fox had bought the screenplay before he or anybody else at Fox could have read this. So there was a lawsuit and at one point they said, yes, this was stolen. And they went back and said, no, it was not. Ah, you shady motherfuckers. Like, I... (laughs) Be fucks at Fox. Strike again. Oh, my God. Honestly, (laughs) that was the funniest line I've ever heard in my life was when Ollie said the fucks at Fox because Ollie got a copy (laughs) strike on The Shape of Water. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, my God. That was back in the the beginning. Yeah, that was back in the beginning. Um, We had just first started dating, and you you introduced me to the channel. And I was like, oh, I'll watch an episode. And I watched that, and it was Ollie just screaming, the fuck's at Fox? I lost my (laughs) mind with this little puppet screaming the fuck's at Fox. I'm like, this is going to be a great, this is going to be a great thing. And Ollie has never ceased to amaze me at how funny he can be sometimes. Holy shit. Like, oh, my God. Oliver, you sly little motherfucker. Yeah, if you like uh, if you like movie reviews, go go check out uh, Embrace the Film on YouTube. He's definitely a little more de- detail oriented with the reviews. He goes over a lot more. He is. He's nothing gotten like- much much more invested. Yeah, like- he is nothing like us. Um, no, 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 no. We, uh, we glance <laughs> over things. He is detail oriented. He is a better person, puppet thing than we are. I'm just gonna say that right now. <laughs> So what is your fun fact? Not so fun fact. So my not so fun fact is that uh, this was the last film featuring the director. No, not the director. The. uh, the, Oh, wait, hang on. Never mind. We did already talk about this. I thought this was talking about somebody else. Oh, this, was this Phil's? Book? This is Phil's. Yeah, I thought this was talking about like the director at first. You know what the sad part is? This was Jake Lloyd's like first real feature film. Was it really? So when I was looking at it, I saw that there was this and um, another one. Filmography. Um, his first, like, he was in a drama film called Unhook the Stars. But this was another big one. Then he was on the television film Apollo 11. Then it was Phantom Menace. God damn. Yep. Um, Poor Jake. He was credited in Obi-Wan Kenobi in 2022 as young Anakin Skywalker. It does say arch- archive material, but they did credit him in it. Oh, yeah, because he they used a clip from him at one point. Yep. He did 
Star Wars, Phantom Menace, Die With Me, and Madison in 2001. And that was the last time he really did anything. I don't blame him. Yeah, he, uh... The poor kid. All right. Shall we? Oh, we shall, please, for God. For the love of God. Overall thoughts. I'm going to hide this movie. I'm going to hide this movie way in the back. One, because I'm not a Christmas fan. No. So I'm I'm okay if we have it. It's in the archive in a box in the back behind the stairs down the street where no one goes. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever watch Buried this one again. Buried in the pet cemetery. Buried in the pet cemetery. <laughs> we don't, don't go down that road. Um, I don't think I'll ever watch this one again. I remember loving it as a kid, but as an adult, I hate the commercialism. I hate it. And it's way too in your face with like how, oh, look how bad commercialism is. This is 96, guys. Like it has gotten way worse. Way worse. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Christmas in general. Like the Christmas movies I do like are generally Christmas horror films because they make a mockery of Christmas. Oh, God, yes. Um, This one... I enjoy the movie for what it is, but it's not one I want to watch all the time or anything. Mm. It's not one I want to watch every year. It's not one I want to watch ever again. Every now and then, it's like, oh, if it's on TV and I just there's nothing else to watch, Good I would. Good thing sit we don't have it. cable. Yeah, but like, say you're at like Christmas Day and you're at your family's house. If they just or have your it your friend's on, house and they're like, oh, I'm like, just gonna throw on bullshit Christmas attention. movies. Yeah. This is fine in the background. Yeah, but I mean, it's. It is what it is. It's a standard 90s comedy. <laughs> to the Robin Scherbatsky. Did you have any favorites? Sweetie, you know what my favorite is. You know what my favorite line is in the whole movie. Every one of my friends knows what my favorite line from this movie is. And I squeed because I forgot that it is in this movie. Put that cookie down! Favorite fucking line ever. I told you you could eat my cookies. Put that cookie down. I love that line more than life itself. I have quoted that line for years <laughs> and I forgot where it was from. And now for the next two months, you're going to hear me just quote that. Solid. My other line that I didn't know that I loved came from Ted. Can't bench press your way out of this one. <laughs> And I'm just like, what Which, a douchebag. I feel like that movie's like not even, I mean, that line's not even, um, it's not relevant, even relevant in this movie because, because there's he's, no evidence of him being like, he's very covered uh, up. Other than the fact that he's just a big dude, there's no evidence that he's like a muscle guy. If he worked at a gym or. <laughs> he's just Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> if we were introduced to like, um, like the CEO of a gym or like he worked at like a fitness center, I would understand that. Yeah. You can't bench press your way out of this one. It's, it's like, okay. is that in the script? That's just an Arnold joke. Yeah, like, <laughs> kind of douchey. What about you? Any favorites? Um, I did write down the, the cookie lines. Oh, God, because it's incredible. And, um,. My other favorite moment of the film is Arnold punching a fucking reindeer in the face. Oh my god. <laughs> and then feeding it beer going, you asked for it and you started it. I'm like, are you fighting with a reindeer? Uh, oh shit. That's always awesome. Does it work? Painfully it does, because it is just a satire and how bad people were around the holidays. That's all it is. I, I agree. It, it, 
it works as just like a stupid ass comedy. It is. It's a stupid ass Christmas comedy. It was a fun romp that everybody could get a laugh at. Now it's too real. Put it away. Yeah. Like it's not as it's not funny. Ha ha. It's that's weird. <laughs> it's funny relatable. Yeah, and I don't. Point. I don't. I need funny. Ha ha. I don't want funny relatable guys. Do you recommend it? No. <laughs> <laughs> If you're an Arnold fan and you're like, I need a break from all the meathead, muscle head fighting, you're not going to get it because he punches a reindeer. So, no. I don't recommend this one, guys. Don't leave it alone. Just let it go. You want to feel painful nostalgia of, like, commercialism? Sure. Nobody wants that. Yeah, I, I can't openly recommend it unless you're looking to just watch Arnold be ridiculous. Because that's what it is. That's it. He's just being crazy. How would you make this today? No. No. <laughs> I live this. We live down the road from a fucking Walmart. Oh, God. On, uh, on Black Friday, if we have to do anything or go anywhere, we're going to look at the thousands of people lined up over there. Being stupid. No. Leave it alone, guys. Put it away. Let it rot on a shelf. Don't remake this, please. Yeah, there's, there's no need Why do you ever let Gary the cable, Larry the Cable Guy do a sequel? What the fuck? Somebody thought it would make money. Oh, God. And this is mainstream. I'm not even... No. No, this is mainstream. Guys, Christmas movies, mainstream. For Just... the most part. If, if it's a Christmas movie and it's popular and everybody is like, it's heartwarming, it's nostalgic, it's mainstream. Well, fuck yourselves. <laughs> I think that wraps up our discussion of Jingle All the Way. Unfortunately, that copy's not wrapped up anymore. Oh. That hits, that, it hits hard. Does it hurt? But don't go anywhere just yet. Please stay tuned for the coming attractions. One cold night, science and evil collide. Oh yeah. Now, a serial killer is on the loose. We hadn't even tested the acid on an amoeba, let alone a human cell. This is a disaster. Look, I just saw something that doesn't belong in this world, and it's out there killing my friends. Now tell me what it is. Jack Frost. I think Jack's about to make an entrance. And he's giving cold-blooded a whole new meaning. Hey, Jack! What? You left the 710 split. Hell has just frozen over. Blow me. Jack Frost. Look, Ma! I'm a Picasso! So... 
So this is the heartwarming movie with Michael Keaton and the kid, right? Right? Oh, fuck no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 oh, no. Is this the horror movie? Next, we are watching the 90s... I think it was 97. But Sean, it's Jack Chris- Frost. It's Christmas. We're supposed to look, watch Christmas No, 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 movies. no. This movie came out one year before the Michael Keaton one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I remember that one being the late 1990s. This was 97. It's a cheese ball, almost made for TV slasher movie. Oh, God. With a mutant killer snowman. So, from Doctor Who? Oh, no, this is far worse. Oh, no. <laughs> Honey, I like snow and snowmen. Don't do this to me. Oh, no, this is going to be painfully hilarious. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. This is a movie. I first saw this in from a VHS rental at Hollywood Video. How old were you? I was very young. <sighs> But this movie... You wonder why you have issues. But this movie doesn't have that much, like, stuff that's, like, way too bad for kids or anything. It's a little bit slapsticky. It's... There's would, mo- would I have watched this? Most people wouldn't have. It's like cheese ball shit. So you shit. can't sit there and be like, oh, it's not that bad. If I wouldn't watch it, no, it's bad. It's schlocky ass schlocky VHS trash. No, no. Uh-uh. No, your standard of <laughs> schlocky horror trash is different from the rest of us in the world, dude. Now, I hated Gremlins as a kid. I hated Gremlins. It scared the shit out of me. Is it on Gremlins level? Or is it worse? I mean, I wouldn't put... Uh, I wouldn't put... What do you mean by Gremlins level exactly? Like Gremlins. Gremlins now as an adult? It's cute. It's gory. It makes me uncomfortable. I'll watch Gremlins. I wouldn't watch Gremlins as a kid. Gremlins scared the shit out of me. I really don't know how you're going to react to this one. Oh my god. Like, I wouldn't put it on Gremlins level because it's like so much less... Uh, Michael Keaton, please come save me. It has such a smaller budget, like oh, it's. Let me watch Michael Keaton. No, 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 no. I don't no, want to no. watch the scary one. Oh, we're watching the scary one. <laughs> Can we do it later? I don't want to do it. Now. Strap on your snow boots. Oh no, I can't walk. <laughs> I'm I'm broken. That means I'm gonna die first. Oh. <laughs> well, I hope next week will be kind of fun um it's a movie i am excited to revisit well, it's been a little while since i've seen it next week he's gonna have to hold me because i'm gonna have nightmares <laughs> while i go to sleep but that's gonna bring this episode to an end if you want to keep up on everything that we're doing follow us on facebook and instagram at grindhouse podcast we're on twitter at grindhouse cast you can find us on Discord where you can chat with Leah about this week's film or any of the films that we've previously covered. Or you can suggest us some new movies that we should check out, maybe cover on the podcast. All the links for everything are going to be down in the show notes. Listen to us every Monday morning. Give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your morning fix. If you like what we're doing and you want to show us some support, you can subscribe to the show on Patreon or directly through Acast, where you can get yourself access to ad-free listening, unlock some fun exclusive bonus content that we're starting to put out that we hope you guys will find fun. We've got discussions on various topics and... We're working towards doing some possibly 
reviews of newer movies. Oh, we got a couple in 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 movies the, outside of our wheelhouse. In the books, man, that whole shit. We got to talk about these guys. Ooh. And maybe we'll do some commentary tracks or something like that eventually, but we're, Are you we're just getting started. That we can MSTK 3000 some of these goddamn movies. We absolutely could. I would fucking love that. <laughs> but until next week, I'm Sean. I'm Leah. Thanks for listening and keep watching. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.